Welcome to Herbal Remedies Experts. We're sharing our herbal knowledge to help bring wellness and balance to your life. The material discussed is for informational purposes only and should not be used to, nor is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or mitigate any specific health condition. As always, consult a competent medical professional before starting any new health program. Hi, I'm Mary. I'm a certified natural health professional, master herbalist, and traditional naturopathic doctor with 33 years experience in natural health. Hi, and I'm Joanne. I'm a certified natural health professional and certified iridologist. We're sharing our herbal knowledge to help bring wellness and balance into your life. Today, we're going to discuss bowel health. In preparation for this podcast, I wanted to see what Google said. When I typed in about how often you should have a bowel movement, it has three times a week to three times a day. Then there was underneath it a question, what if I only have a bowel movement once a week? And it says, if you always pooped once a week, it's likely normal. Then underneath that, it says, what if you only go once every two weeks? And the answer was, as long as it doesn't cause any discomfort or interfere with quality of life, it's perfectly fine to go once every two weeks. What's abnormal is a sudden change in your bowel movements. Do you agree with that, Joanne? I can't say I do. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's interesting because our bodies are constantly moving. We are constantly expending energy. We're constantly having waste. That waste needs to come out. So think if you only took out your garbage once a month uh, out of your house, it would be pretty disgusting in there. Well, the same things happen to our bodies if it's not having proper elimination and regular elimination. Right. And we actually draw the nutrients to make new cells in our body from our bowels. So if it's only, you know, like two weeks old in there, you know it's not going to make very good cells. 85% of our immunity comes from our, our bowels. So they need to be in tip-top condition. They need to be as healthy as possible. It needs to not have waste. It needs to not have dead material in there. So really, even if you weren't eating, you should have a bowel movement because your cells are constantly being renewed. There's constantly waste being taken out of your body. So the ideal frequency of bowel movements is one bowel movement for every meal, and it should be in your system between 12 and 18 hours. Too fast, and you don't absorb the nutrients. Too slow, it becomes toxic. The bowel movement should be softly formed, a mahogany in color, and should pass with little effort, no pain, and no stool leakage. They should semi-float and have very little odor. And just as a point of reference for all of you today, Going back to, we actually spoke about this in our first podcast, there's a difference between normal and common. So when you hear people talk about only having one bowel movement a week or one every couple of days, that might be common, but that is in no way normal. And when we talk about the bowels, just to give you a little point of reference, so the bowels is part of the lower digestive system. So here's your anatomy lesson for today. The bowels consist of the small bowel, which is the small intestine. So that's the duodenum or duodenum, the jejunum and the ileum. And then the large intestine is the colon, the rectum, the anal canal. 
And a fun fact, the small bowel is actually longer than the large bowel, but it gets its name from the fact that it's much narrower than the large bowel. The small bowel breaks down food, it absorbs nutrients, and the undigested waste moves into the colon. And the large bowel, the body absorbs water from the undigested waste, and that is in turn turned into feces, and that's stored in the rectum until it passes out of the body. It's important to have enough good probiotics in your intestines. About 58% of the feces, excluding the water, is these good bacteria. They help digest foods. The advantage of that is it can negate the problems with allergies. If you're allergic to certain foods, sometimes it's because you're not fully digesting them and the body can't handle that. Well, these probiotics help with that. Another thing is the probiotics eat yeast to keep the yeast from overrunning the body, and it excretes B vitamins. They eat and they excrete, and the B vitamins are very beneficial for the body. In recent years, we hear a lot more about microbiome and the gut bacteria that we've ever heard before. A lot of people don't realize that there are more cells in your gut than there are in the whole rest of your entire body. So it's important that they remain healthy. And if your digestion and elimination systems aren't working properly, then your whole gut biome can't work properly as well. So this affects, we think, again, there's many times a disconnect between us going to the bathroom and having a bowel movement and our health. But your bowel movements are actually a great sign of how healthy you are. Absolutely. Another thing that's really important is your diet. Raw vegetables and raw fruits. A lot of people say, oh, well, I'll just cook the puppy up or I'll eat dried stuff or I'll take these little pills that people eat. But what they don't realize is they lack fiber, the amount of fiber, and they lack the enzymes. So I would suggest that 80% of your diet be raw vegetables and fruits, mostly vegetables. And a variety of different vegetables is best. I agree. That's where we're getting our fuel. I like to uh, to use the analogy of a car. If you're, you have to put a proper fuel in the car for it to go. If you try to put water, if you try to put vinegar, if you try to put anything other than what the car needs. It's not going anywhere. And it's the same with our bodies. We need the proper foods and everything works in tandem. So when we're eating the proper foods, not only do we get the proper nutrients, but those fibrous foods uh, also help not only to balance our blood sugar, but also help then to clean the colon, to clean the intestines. So again, everything is a cycle. So not only do we take in the nutrients, but then it also helps with the elimination side as well. Correct. And the enzymes from the raw vegetables and fruits help with other processes in the body. It helps break down abnormal cells, which some people would call cancer. It helps um, the immune system. So we need the enzymes. Some people say that the enzymes is what keep people young. My work takes me into a nursing home. And the people that are look really young and are like 100, 103, there's this lady, 103. I asked her how she stayed so young. She said, well, I lived on a farm. We ate all we grew. 
and we ate it raw. And she looks a fraction of the age of someone who's 75 that eats junk food and cooks all their food to death. Right. And I, I, I believe it. I've seen it because, again, if we're not taking in the proper nutrients, then our output won't be as good. Everything that we eat gets absorbed. Those nutrients become the, the building blocks for our cells. Also, if we aren't getting the proper nutrients, then that becomes also the building blocks of what doctors will describe as diseases. So it's very important to get everything that we need from our body, all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients, and then also to have proper elimination. So it's not only the digestion, but the elimination as well of the toxins to keep our bodies as healthy as possible. Exactly. And nothing works as well as fresh vegetables and fruits that are raw. Um, there's a lot of people taking these pills now, and you may get the same amount of vitamins or maybe even a little bit more, but you don't get the enzymes. All right, another thing that we need is water. And it's good to see that more people are drinking water nowadays, but most people don't realize how much water they should drink. And we will get into that later on. We'll have one just on water. But right now, the rule of thumb is one half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. So if you weigh 150 pounds, 75 ounces of water should be a good idea. Up to 100 ounces. After 100 ounces, it puts stress on the kidneys. Many people do not drink enough water, and water is needed. It's recycled, recycled in the intestines, but it's needed very much by the intestines. And again, using another analogy, you, in order to clean your floors, clean anything in your house, you need water to clean it out. So imagine trying to clean out those intestines without having enough water. Right. And it's water, not soda. You wouldn't clean your floor with Coke or Mountain Dew. You would clean it with water. Nothing cleans like water. Ever since you told me that, that's always what I <laughs> tell tell all of my <laughs> clients because when they think, well, they tell me, oh, you know, when I ask them how much water have they had to drink and they say, well, I had tea, doesn't that count? So I always go back to that, Dr. Mary, that would you clean your floors with tea? Would you clean your floors with soda? Then it doesn't count. So that's a little rule of just all the little Joannisms that will keep you guilty to, <laughs> to keep healthy. <laughs> There you go. And you can't talk about healthy bowels without talking about liver function because it is the liver that releases the hormone that starts the peristaltic action in the intestines. So if your liver's sluggish, your bowels are going to be sluggish as well. Yes, we always talk about a, a natural health loving your liver because it is so important. There is not too many functions, if any, that in your entire body that don't have something to do with, with your liver. So in, in this instance that we're talking about in the bowels, not only does the, the liver help break down substances, it also helps to process harmful substances and stores the essential nutrients. And there are so many people that say, oh, I had my liver tested and it's fine. When a doctor finds a problem with your liver, that means that your liver is desperate in the last stages of decline in health. Symptoms like waking up at night, having 
tight muscles in the trap muscle and the neck and shoulder, passing gas more than once a week. A lot of these things people just think, oh, that's, again, like you said earlier, normal. But it's average, not normal. So if anybody had those symptoms, their liver is probably sluggish. And again, we'll probably have another podcast just on the liver because that's how important it is. But many times when we talk about different issues or a doctor will diagnose you as having a, a certain disease, but it's really a symptom of a root cause of a weak liver. And again, when we talk about um, issues such as bloating, gassiness, burping, or troubles with uh, having proper regular bowel movements, we'll always look to the liver. How is the health of the liver? Right. And other things like, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I have endometriosis, I have cysts in my, you know, fibroids in my breast, I... um have hot flashes, men might have prostate problems, and they say, oh, I hate these skin tags, and my mole went bad, and all of those are associated with liver. My favorite supplement is called Liver Cleanse Formula by Nature Sunshine. I used to have terrible insomnia. I would wake up several times a night, I mean, probably like every hour, hour and a half, I would wake up. I took enough of the liver cleanse until I slept the whole night through, and I started with six a day of the liver cleanse formula by Nature Sunshine, and I increased it by one capsule a day per week. And after I doubled it, I started noticing that I was sleeping better. I, was, I didn't have to stay awake as long before I could fall asleep. And I thought, well, let's try this. And I kept on doing it until I slept the whole night through without waking up. And now I sleep like a log all night long. Yes, and I can attest to that as well because when I was just a noob in natural health and heard you talk about the liver being related to sleep issues, I was like, really, liver? Okay. But uh, being a horrible insomniac, what did I have to lose? So I did uh, similar to what you did and, and took liver cleanse the same way. And now I... As my head hits that pillow, I am asleep till the alarm wakes me up in the morning, and it is wonderful. And also another thing that we talk about with liver issues is hormonal issues, which I had my whole life and was told that's just the way it is in the family. And to know that now my liver is so much healthier, my poor little liver, what it did go through. And it, well, in my case, a lot was also genetic weakness of the liver. And to know that I don't have those problems anymore, it's just so amazing. So if you have never had an assessment to see if you if you possibly have any uh, liver weaknesses, I, I strongly suggest you, again, see a competent practitioner and, or contact us and to see for yourself because it's just amazing when everything's working the way it should. And do not rely just on medical tests because they are absolutely flawed in trying to determine the health of your liver. Okay, so we livered that to death. Let's go on to the next thing, magnesium. So we have the peristaltic action going. We have the fiber for it to push against. Like if you have a tube of toothpaste, it's a lot easier to get out 
toothpaste whenever it's nice and full. But whenever it gets like squishy that you have to roll it and stuff like that. So you need the fiber. Well, you also need something strong. That would be the muscle tone. And magnesium complex helps with that. And when we talk about peristaltic action, think of it in terms of an inchworm. If you've ever seen an inchworm walking along and it kind of like scrunches up and goes and scrunches and goes, which scrunches is my technical term. Um, (laughs) That's basically how your intestines move through the waist. So it's, it it has a lot to do with muscle action and that's where that magnesium comes in and is, is so important. And magnesium is, the last time I checked was the number one deficiency in the U.S. for people. So most of us are not getting enough magnesium. Absolutely. And symptoms of lacking magnesium could be muscle spasms, so that's like profound, Um, craving chocolate or coffee, constipation, of course. I know this sounds weird, but if your buttocks ever gets cold, that's a sign of profound deficiency as well. I also think of if your heart's fluttering, if you have a very weak grip, uh, you know, if you go to shake someone's hands, those are other signs as well. Absolutely. And I like a magnesium complex because there's different chelates for different magnesiums and they don't all work in the body the same way. So having a complex of several different chelates is best. That's my favorite too. Uh, I've had clients who've taken other brands and other types. And again, everything we're doing to the body, we want it to be very gentle. We want to bring the body back into balance. That's always our goal as holistic practitioners. So again, it's important to work with a competent practitioner to be able to help you to get to your optimal level of the nutrients that you need in your body and bring in balance. So I've worked with other clients that have taken other brands, maybe not so high quality magnesium and had instant diarrhea. And that's not our goal as well. So it's important to take a high quality brand and also um, to know how to use the, the, the products. And also, again, bringing your body into balance because... If you take too much magnesium at one time, then that can also throw your potassium out of balance. So it's always important to have a balance. So what I suggest is to start out slowly and increase gradually as your bowel can tolerate. It's called bowel tolerance. If you take too much, you're going to get diarrhea. And I was looking up to see if there was a maximum amount. I personally would not go over 3,000 milligrams. I never have. But whenever I went to Harvard EDU and searched, they said intake of any amount of magnesium is unlikely to cause harmful effects on the health. So like you said, you have to watch your potassium, and if you don't get diarrhea, you can take more than what the daily allowance says. And we, if we're talking about bowel movements, there's one thing no one wants to talk about, but most of us have. One in three Americans actually have hemorrhoids, and about half of adults over 50 have them. And they're actually more common in developed countries because of our Western-style toilets as opposed to countries where there's basically just a hole in the ground and you squat and the the theory is because the positioning of of sitting the way they do and for a lot of people because they have problems 
with having proper bowel movements. They tend to sit there a long time. So that again can exacerbate hemorrhoids because of the fact that Western style toilets aren't really optimal. So what's become very popular now is kind of a squatty potty or using a stool to help get more of a proper position. But again, when your liver's working, when you're having the right nutrients, when you're eating healthy foods, everything should come pretty easily and it shouldn't be an ordeal. And I tell my clients and until they experience this, they don't really believe it. But once you've had a good, healthy bowel movement, it's it's amazing just what it does for even your mood to know that you're just completely healthy. And one other thing that we talk about when we talk about holistic is mind, body, spirit is emotions because emotions are chemical reactions in our body and they can manifest as, as physical symptoms. So a lot of times the, we have emotions that may make us hold on to things that we shouldn't. And that can also contribute to those, those symptoms of constipation. When you have a bowel movement, when the liver is working properly, when you're drinking enough water, when your gut is healthy, when you have enough magnesium, then you shouldn't have to push. You shouldn't have to strain. Having a bowel movement should be a pretty quick experience. You should basically sit there, go, and it should be a pretty clean wipe. It should be an, an easy process. I have clients who have come and it's just a whole ordeal for them to have a bowel movement and it should not be that way. And also, um, we get very personal when talking about that. So consistency. So the consistency, consistency should be like mashed potatoes. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, it should be formed, but that can actually indicate a lack of enough water. Because think when you chew the food, it's not formed. So when it's going through your system, it should not reform. So the consistency of mashed potatoes, the color should be not a very dark brown, not a very light, not too light, but somewhere in the middle. And that's a way to look and a lot of people just go and never think about that, but it's always good to check because again, we're all, we're talking about health and proper health and seeing how your bowel movement is, knowing how it is, is a great way to know and kind of gauge how your healthy your body is. And a lot of people might be thinking, why are these chicks been speaking for the last 20 minutes on bowel movements? Well, constipation can affect your skin body doesn't clean through the bowel, it cleans through the skin. So acne, boils, things like that happen. It can contribute to bad breath. The number one cause of migraines is um, constipation or liver. Most autoimmune responses happen because the body's pulling toxins in to make new cells. Morning sickness you should not have morning sickness. If you do, you know your liver and your bowels aren't going up to par. Fatigue, if your bowels are sluggish, you're going to be fatigued. Water retention, and like Joanne was talking about, hemorrhoids. And again, just to reiterate, 85% of our immunity is in our gut. Our cells are produced there. So if they aren't if our gut is not healthy, if we are retaining toxins instead of eliminating them properly, 
there's going to be an imbalance and there's going to be, you're not going to feel your best. You can have a lack of energy and then all the other symptoms that Dr. Mary talked about. So we're all about getting you at your optimal health, keeping your body in balance. And again, if there, your house is overrun with garbage, it's not going to be a pleasant place to live. The same goes for your organs and your glands. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Herbal Remedies Experts. Join us next time when we'll be discussing summer health. So in, in us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's summer. So how to enjoy summer and stay healthy. For more information, you can find us at Mary's website, marysherbs.com, or you can email her at marysherbs1 at gmail.com. Or you can contact me, Joanne, at my website, naturalwellnessinfo.com. Make today the first step in implementing changes for a better life. Talk to you next week. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>